0: Amen. Well, good morning, neighbors and church families. And then I think you see what we got up there. Does that mean that's you today. Um, Who's my neighbor? That's a good question, isn't it? I tell you what, we're going to jump into the Word right up straight away, but this is going to be a message that encourages us, but also challenges us. That's what it should be on the week, right? You know that, that My prayer is, Lord, show me how to take your Word through the power of your Spirit and apply it in our lives today, because that's what we need. We need to apply that in our life today. But God's word doesn't have any expiration date on it, does it? It's good all the time, amen? All the time, it's powerful, it's life-giving, it's forgiven. Somebody did that say forgiven? Forgiven, man. I'm going to tell you what, that'll free you right up there. But to know that, you know, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us in full on the cross, we have been forgiven when we receive that. So I don't make no bones about it. People say, you get excited about Jesus. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What does it say? The Bible talks about the, he who is forgiven much. Amen. I'm right in there. That's it. So today I hope that, you know what, we can set aside things that, that maybe this week have just been wearing on us. And you know what? Set them aside, leave them at the altar, and don't pick them up when it's all over, you know? Let's jump on in and see what God's got for us. But today I want to read a little bit from Luke. If you got your Bibles with you, we got most of the stuff up here today we're going to be reading along. It's going to be Luke chapter 10. And it says, the man answers, you must love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. How many has heard that before? How many has done that before? Less hands on the second one. <laughs> but it's easy to love people that look like you, smell like you, act like you, like the same music you like, all right? It's right? It's the other ones, right? Guess what? We're probably the other ones for somebody else, you know what I mean? But that's the cool thing because God shows us through the power of his spirit how we can be that person. You know? And I think, how many of you have heard the story about the good Samaritan? Yeah. Yeah, most people have heard that. Well, today we're going to go through that story. But also, I believe God's going to show us a little bit deeper understanding of that, how we insert ourselves in the story. So I, I pray that we just get a fresh understanding of what God has. If you got your handouts, be sure we got pens and stuff over here. Take some notes. Write some things down because we want you to apply this word in your life, starting today. Starting now. Amen? So we've got to do a little reading to cut through here to set up the back story so you all follow along with me if you would. And I'm going to kind of... always do that. So we do a preaching and a teaching. So we'll we'll talk a little bit, read a little bit, and go from there, right? So Luke uh, chapter 10, 25 through 37. All right, here we go, 25. It says, One day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question, Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? The first thing that I see when we're pulling this out, the, the religious leader, he, he was kind of prideful. He's going to test Jesus. I don't think Jesus needed any testing, do you? I think he passed them all, amen? <laughs> so I'm going to go with what he says. But we, we see that, and when we're talking about a, uh, the religious leader, sometimes you'll they'll refer to him as a lawyer, not like the law that you see today, but in the law of, of the Bible, okay? So here we go. He goes on and keeps going, and he says, you know, I want you to keep this in mind. He says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So it's a salvation question. We kind of lose that in there sometimes. So hold on to that, and we're going to pull that back in a little bit, all right? And he goes and says, Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you leave? So look what Jesus does right out of the sheet. He points him back to the law. He said, well, you know the law. What does the law say, right? And he turns back and he says, he said, the law is useful, amen? The law, the Ten Commandments, right? is useful. Even though we're under grace, we're not under law, but the law shows us that we need a savior, amen? You see, it shows us that we can't live up to the law. That's why Jesus came. That's some good news. Aren't you glad you're under grace instead of under the law? Amen. 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 Alright, so let's keep on rolling down. So the man answers, you must love the Lord your with God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, okay? And he comes on down here and he says, right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. Jesus is pointing him back to the law. Psalm 19 7 says the law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. What happens is when you see what is required, you go, man, I can't measure up. You ever feel like that? Can't measure up. But guess what? In Christ, you measure up. That's the good news. He says, while you're yet sinners, Christ died for you. You didn't get cleaned up enough, smart enough, pretty enough, anything like that for God to love you. He loves you just the way you are. Somebody say amen. That's a good place to say amen. Aren't you glad? And guess what? He loved you the same yesterday, today, and now. He loves you with what? Unconditional love. No conditions. A lot of times we put conditions on that in relationships, don't we? You go, well, you know, I, I like them, but they did me dirty this, this week. I don't like them no more. I don't want to clean no more. Well, you know what? God's love for you is unconditional. And I want us to take a look at that. So Jesus shows him what's required, but at the same time, he reveals that it can't be done by man. You ever had somebody really, really hard to forgive? Right? Amen. You tell it. It's, it's hard, right? Well, I'm going to tell you, I, I believe it's so hard sometimes that we can't do it without God. Amen? And that's where his spirit comes in to help us. And, and we, we can do that. He says, because we don't love perfectly, only God does. We need Jesus. Aren't you glad that God's not hiding from us? Aren't you glad we, we, we're not, you know, out on our own? I think one of the things I talk to people about that may be going through a tough time, they feel like I'm so alone. You ever feel like that? When everything's true, I feel so alone. I want you to hear this. You're never alone. With the Lord He's always with you. right? Call on the name of the Lord. Let's keep on going. So we're down to 20, uh, 29. It says, the man wants to justify his actions. So we want to do that. Look what I'm doing. Look at me. Look at that. Look at him. Look at her. We want to have some say so in what's going on. Let me tell you this. Our salvation is is based on this only. Jesus. Jesus dying, raising again on the third day, right? Sitting on the right hand side of God. When we put our faith and trust in the finished work of that, it's finished. But you'll talk to people, yeah, but I need to, you need to what? You need to believe. You need to to, to hold on to that, right? So look at this. I got a few things in that. I said, you know, pride comes before the fall. I said, look at look the man when he wants some clarification. He goes down there and he says, well, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor, right? And, and we go on a little bit further, and, and Jesus is showing him all his shortcomings from this. And it's not about loving and caring for those that, that love you. It's easy to love those, right? It's easy to love those that love you. What about the ones that don't love you? What about the ones that talk bad about you behind your back or in front of your face or whatever the case is? What about those? What about, you know, the guy down the street, the girl next door? What about those things? You know, what is that the, it's about love and now, right? And that's what God wants to show us today. Let's keep on going. So we jump on into the parable. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story. Jesus is, a, is the master preacher. He's the master storyteller. So what he does is he, he tells us in a story about something that we can relate to so that he can tell us the things of the kingdom, amen? So let's take a look at this. So Jesus starts back in. He says, just reply, I'm with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw a man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. The temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying here, but also passed by on the other side of the road. All right? Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. I mean, no—that's a great word, compassion. Are you using that? Are you giving that? Are you receiving that? Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and banished them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed uh, to the innkeeper he handed to the innkeeper two silver coins, coming, take care of this man. If his if his bills run higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three, this is Jesus asking the question and I'm asking, you, which of these three would you say was the neighbor to the man who was attacked by the man as Jesus says? Now, I want you to look real close here. This is what the, 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 the lawyer says. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Notice, you know, this was a big thing going on in that culture. The Jewish folks did not like the Samaritans. They were what they call half they, they They were mingled in with the Jewish folks. They weren't pure Jewish people, okay? But guess what? They had a little pride thing going on. See, they didn't look like them, act like them, all that. We deal with that every day. It hasn't changed. So then, you know what's amazing with the Bible? It's the same thing that we're dealing with today. The same thing that we're dealing with today. And the man says this. He says, the one who showed mercy, he wouldn't even call him. Samaritan. that's how bad this rift was between these people they wouldn't even they wouldn't do anything around the Samaritans they didn't want to deal with that or anything else but we actually see that the Samaritan in this situation was what the good Samaritan right so we, we go through there, the, the religious leader just had such a hardened heart you know a lot of times we can harden our hearts to things that maybe we don't understand or to people that maybe that, like I said that don't respond like us or act like us I want you to hear that today but over and over Jesus brings the thing home and then he says, then, yes, Jesus says, yes, now and go to do the same. Do the same. What I do? Show compassion. Show mercy. Show love. Show forgiveness. That's what God wants us to do. But you know what? Like I said, sometimes it's, it's pretty tough, tough to do that. But he wants that compassion shown to his people, amen? How many people like compassion, just like we were saying about today? You know, if you mess up, you don't say, oh, man, I can't believe you did that. And not only did you do that, you messed up this and this and this. You need a little compassion sometimes, right? You know, it, it's 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 a great thing. I think one of the major things that we lack in society today is compassion. Really. We just want to take people right to the mat, man. Want to get them in the chicken wing. and So see, I told you, because we like to be right. How many people like to be right? Like to be right. As you get older, you know It's not that important to be right. You just want peace, right? Everybody that we married that said Amen. Here we go. Let's move on in here. So the next thing if you got your sheets. We're going to look at three areas of, of our life and our message here. i want to jump on in here. Lack of love. No love. Man, sometimes when you look at things in the news and you look at things in the world, you say, man, there's just not much love. How many of y'all heard it when you're going to school, somebody said, man, where's the love? Right? You say, well, where's the love, man? It's in Jesus. And see, if you edge him out of the equation, there's not much love left, is it? Here we got it. So there's a whole lot of, of love lacking. But let's take a look at this going back into the story. I'm going to pull out some things that we can apply. Just because it's easy to justify it doesn't make it right. I'm talking about that when we pick and choose who we're going to care for. Right? When somebody has something going on, and you go, well, I'm not going to help them, but I'll help them. Right? Now, I'm not saying that we got to shoulder everything in the world and, and that, that we're the ones that they look to to fix every problem. Because Jesus is the one that does that. But God will use us to be his hands and his feet. Everything else. But it's, it's, we always are good at making excuses to justify our feelings, amen? I just don't feel like it. I just, I just don't feel like it, right? Everything's based on a feel nowadays. You know, when you first start out doing something and it's all shiny and new, man, people are behind you, man, that is good. And then when things, you got to roll up your sleeve, yes, indeed, then they start they start yelling and everything else and they don't want to play no more, right? But we're going to keep on trucking. So today I want us to know that, you know what, we're going to keep checking in with what God has. Pride doesn't help anyone but the devil. Amen? How many people know a prideful person? How many people look in the mirror and see that guy sometimes? Right? We can be like that. We can be real prideful, man. But what happens is, I wrote this down I said, that just shows we give the enemy more room to work in our lives than we do God. When When we're being prideful and we're being boastful, guess what? Does that honor God? Not at all. Not at all. We want to look at me, look at me, right? All those things. And the older I get, I don't want to look at me, right? And probably other people don't want to look at me, right? I want them, when they do look at me, I want them to see Christ. I want to reveal Christ to people, right? And I'll be the first one to tell you, hey, I'll let you down. I don't want to, but I'm a man, right? We need to keep pointing to Jesus, right? We want to keep pointing to Jesus. So we look over and over, man. Lord, help me from, from being prideful, Lord. Help me to humble myself. And look and see what's going on. Look at this. Proverbs 11, 2 says this. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. How many people like wisdom? We need wisdom in the world today, don't we? We need wisdom to raise our families. We need wisdom to do our business. We need wisdom. And that comes from God. I said pride leads to the path of disgrace. You know what I say about that? I stay off that path. You know how you stay off that path? You stay close to God. You spend more time with God. You guard your God time. I was talking to Eric today and he says, he's been teaching a lot of guitar and everything else. He said, I just need to play some guitar for myself. And I feel that same way sometimes when I'm studying the Bible. I'm studying, I'm, I'm looking, I got to get the sermon done and everything else. But I got to have some God time for myself because it's, it's more than just facts and details. It's face-to-face relationship. Aren't you glad we have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? Let's take a look at this. In the Bible, humility and humbleness is a quality of being courteous and respectful of others. It is the opposite of aggression. We see a lot of that these days. Arrogance, boastfulness, and vanity. Man, you think about that. Think about for a second at your workplace, maybe. Think about that at people that you deal with over and over. I'm not picking them apart. I'm trying to get our hearts so full of God that it spills over onto them, amen? That's what we want to see. And that's what happens. It's a quality of Christ. And as children of God, we should reflect that. The Bible talks about it, so they will know you from your love. Do people know that you're saved? Isn't it, is it funny? I went uh, to oh, somebody's birthday, somebody real special over here's birthday the other day, Grandma, and I went to pick up a little cake, and I got all twisted around, man. I was all over the place. My wife sent me in a place with no pictures, and I almost didn't find it, but I made it. And I got to the, to the, what is that place called, the little pound cake thing? Nothing but cakes. Nothing but it, it was worth the struggle. It was good, man. <laughs> And I got there, and, and I'm looking around, and I see this lady come out. And I said, oh, excuse me. She said, oh, hey. And I had my sling on. It was right after the surgery stuff, and I'm walking. And she goes, I know you. I said, you do? I said, I know how you know me. She says, how do I know you? I said, because you know Jesus. She says, I do know Jesus. I said, I think anybody smiling like that must know Jesus, right? So I'm talking to her. She says, no, I know you. I'm thinking, uh-oh. Does that make you nervous when somebody says, no, I know you thinking of? Mm-hmm. My buddy coming in this morning, he says, uh, I said, what's your name? He says, uh, he told me, he says, I don't know you know money, girl. That's good. <laughs> I always like to clarify the background, where we're coming from. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that same thing. She said, no, you in the ministry. I go, yeah. She said, I remember you played guitar. I go, man, this lady's doing good. And she said, I remember you did something for, um, uh, Teenage pregnancy or something, playing music, such. I said, man, that was like 20 years ago. She said, i knew it was you." <laughs> isn't that something? And I, as we talked, I realized she was behind that. And she was sharing Jesus. And she was reaching people right there. And guess what? Ain't nothing changed in that lady's life. From the time I saw her there to the time I seen her out of the cake place, she was still smiling and talking about Jesus. Man, that's a good track record, isn't it? I hope that's what they say about me one of my times. I said, man, that guy, he had a big mouth for Jesus. Right? Yeah, I know i got a big mouth, but it's different when you put for Jesus in there, right? You know, that's what I want to be able to do and say, hey man, look, let's point people to the life-changing Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at what else we got in here. James 4.10 says, Humble yourself in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. I think we get that backwards sometimes. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? He says, humble yourself in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. He'll raise you up, right? God wants you to be a mirror of Christ. Amen? He wants you to shine at your workplace. And what I find out is the darker the situation, usually it's the easier for you to shine out, right? You know, somebody's looking for hope, somebody's looking for love, somebody's looking for forgiveness, right? Somebody's looking for that compassion. How many know when, when when before you came to Christ, did you have any problems knowing that you were a sinner? Had that part down? Understood that? Now what do we do? I needed to know about compassion. I needed to know about forgiveness. I needed to know about grace. I needed to know Jesus. How about you? Aren't you glad He'd come right where you are? Many of y'all heard the story many times. Don't go through the whole thing. But I'm gonna tell you what, God is so good, He will save a long-haired rock and roller on the corner of, of down in Buck Road. Somebody's spreading a word out there on Halloween night. When I tell people I got saved from a Bible trap on Halloween night, they go, that's amazing. I go, that's God. Because people weren't staying inside of the the, the church. They were getting outside of the church with the message, amen? I always say the sermon, the the service starts when we leave here. A buddy of mine said that years ago, and I never, never forgot it. See, we're getting filled up here, right? God is is bringing healing to our body. God's bringing understanding to our mind. But what are we going to do with it? We need to take it out there. We need to take it back home. We need to take it and share it with our spouse, right? With our neighbors. What? With our neighbors. Who's my neighbor? Think about your neighborhood right now. Is everybody in your neighborhood saved? I don't know. I'll tell you this. I know that when I leave at about 8 o'clock in the morning to come here on Sundays, there's a whole lot of, lot of folks still in bed. Now, let me just tell you this. Just because you come to church don't make you saved, right? doesn't make you saved. But knowing Jesus is all the thing. But think about that. Are you excited? Are you all excited about coming to church on, on Sundays? Amen. Hey, I get excited about that. I'm like, man, last night I was sitting there, I was going over the notes and everything, and my big old cat jumped in. <laughs> Just like that old Conway. I said, like, man, move that head over there. And he was like getting all comfortable and everything. And I know it was bad time, but I wanted to go through this again. I want to make sure, oh, show me everything, ring out every little bit of, of love that we can pass on in this message. Because guess what? It's important. Guess what? You're important. That's the whole thing. Because you know why? When I talk to people, we never know what's going to happen tomorrow, do we? We don't know what's going to happen when we leave you. But I'm not going to take any chances. I want to make sure that you know what it takes to come to Jesus. Amen? That's, that's my job. Guess why? You know, Scott, he's, he's doing a few things today. And, and pray for him and hope They're trying to get the, the boat squared away. And the, the weather hasn't been working with him uh, too much here lately. And Scott, man, he, he loves doing that. And Scott loves the Lord, too. And, and Scott has shared a few things in, in the past. And, and I've asked him, I said, man, I really appreciate you sharing that. And you know what he always says? He says, man, that's my job. That's my job. That's his mission. Is that your mission? To share the love of Christ in your business, in your, in your walking, in your working, and what you're doing? I'm not saying that you've got to turn around and, and sneak up on somebody with the King James version and bust them in the back of the neck. Right? I'm talking about that they know. <laughs> you know what I mean? They go, yeah, they don't want that. Yeah, but people like that. When they, see, that would be religion. We don't have religion. We have a relationship. I mean, no, that's a whole lot better. That you can call on Jesus anytime, anytime, man. Have you called on him this week? Have you called on him this morning? Let me tell you what, man. There's nothing like knowing that God is always with you, he's always for you, that he sees your best on your worst day. somebody got to say amen. Come on, Jeff, give amen. me yeah, I something amen. back there. Bro. Come on. We're so we're asking, who's my neighbor? Man, have you ever thought about that? I said, we love to pick and choose, don't we? Man, we love to pick and choose. And Jesus was disposing that man's heart. He didn't want to deal with those that weren't in the same sphere. See, we like folks, like I said, that act like us, look like us, believe like us, and all that. But Jesus was showing him that his neighbor and our neighbor is anyone that's in need. Anyone's in need. In need of a kind word. In need of some encouragement. In need of Jesus. In need of whatever. Fill in the blank. Because you're going to experience people this week that are in need. You might look in the mirror and you might be that one that's in need. But I want to tell you what, open that Bible, Look at the promises of God and apply to your life. I want us to be so full when and run out of here, man. People are going to say, man, you got Jesus on you when you're going somewhere. Keep on going. I said, our neighbor, if anyone or any race, creed, or social background who is in need. I want to bring it home. Try to bring it in with everything else. I said, that just really about covers anyone in the need. I mentioned this earlier and I want to repeat it again. I'm not saying that you and I can save the world. We can't. So we can point them to the one that does. Man, don't you love that? People say, hey, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about that? all these different things? I said, I don't know. I think we to pray about it. How about that? How often do you pray about things before you step in them? Right? Usually we pray real good after. Uh-oh. Run it in the ditch, Lord. Help me out. Right? Man, Jesus is taking the wheel. We got to get it, do that before we start the car, right? Not after we're, we're going over the edge. But i tell you what, there's been some amazing things that I've seen God do here lately. And I just want to share with you them in just a minute. Well, how do we do that? How do we do that? You know what? How can I be a better neighbor? How many people got some amazing neighbors? You got to do this one like this for right now. All right? Got some amazing neighbors. And a neighbor doesn't have to be somebody who lives right next door. Well, I'll tell you what. How many know that in the last 10 months, I've had some, some uh, really challenging things? Two new knees and a new art, man. Denise is like, please tell me that's it. And I'm going, yes, 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 I think that's it. But I'm so excited about walking. The guys at work tell me, they say, man, oh, you said, man, you can't wait till I can walk again. You know, because, man, you know, remember I'm up here and I'm, I'm talking, I'm sitting down and everything else. You know, I'm thinking, golly, I hope there's something good in the mailbox if I have to walk that far. But now I can walk. And I love walking. And I've been walking about every evening. And I'm whistling I'm walking. And, man, I'm going on, man, and everything else. And, I, and every chance I get, I'm sharing Jesus right? Met a new neighbor the other day. Just happened to have a Mustang in his garage. Y'all know, it. I have a dog. Called, right? But he's got a big dog, too. I'm like, oh, that dog, girl. And I get to share a few things with him, invite him to church, see what's going on. And I'm walking and everything. And it's funny because when you're walking and you got a sling, people are trying to be good neighbors. And they go, does he need a ride or is he exercising? Does he need a ride or exercise? So you kind of go, I'm cool. No, you hit how you I'm cool. So you don't, don't do it. It's okay. Just keep going and walking. So I come back and I'm going down the end of my street, way down on the end and I get man right at the edge of this guy's yard. And this guy said, Hey! I'm thinking my grass or what? He goes, Hey! I go, hey man, what's going on? And I see the guy all the time. I wave to him and everything else, but well, I don't know him. He goes, Don't you get that red and white truck? I go, yeah. He goes, man, that's a clean truck. I said, man, I like that truck too. That's cool. Thank you. He said, You got a minute to look at my truck? I'm going, Yeah let see. So, automatically, he thinks that I'm a mechanic. <laughs> and everybody that knows me goes, yeah, yeah. He's stepping out in faith, isn't he? Right? <laughs> and he goes, I got this problem. I'm yes, you do. If you come in the deeper, I can tell you how to shine and keep the wheels clean. But if you want me under the hood, other than cleaning up, we got a problem. I said, okay, let's look at it. He's telling about the gas and the this and that. I said, uh, we need to call my buddy. But it wasn't about that. And I talked to this guy, and he starts asking me about my shoulder, and I told him he did it. So he said, that guy did my knees, right? He we was talking about that and everything else, and we're just talking. And, you know, and I get ready to go, right? I love it, right? Get ready to go, and he goes, hey, can I pray for you? I go, yes, you can, right? I like that, because I'm using this guy praying for somebody else. i was like, yeah, bring it on. So here we go. He takes a broke-down truck and a willing heart and a neighbor to see somebody in need. Somebody that can use some prayer. Isn't that amazing? And he began to pray for me, man. And he began to tell me, you know, and he he prayed for you guys. He prayed for the church. And he's praying, man. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm getting ready to go down. man. this guy's praying, and he's just praying. And I go, man, thank you so much. He said, I just thought you could be encouraged. Anybody anybody need encouragement sometimes? Man, I thought, isn't that something? And God started putting this message together. Who's your neighbor? This neighbor of mine, I passed him a hundred times. I probably hadn't said more than 10 words to him. But you know what? God prompted that man to say something. And you know what? I could tell it was just a little bit out of his comfort zone. Because he said, Well, I was getting ready to leave. And he goes, Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, he's like, uh, Can I pray for you? He. And man, I could tell, as soon as he said, and I said, yeah, it was just released then, man. He's like, yes, I heard the Lord. You know what I mean? He's ready. And then he's praying again. And, and I just thought, isn't that amazing? Lord, help me to be that guy that prays with neighbor. Help, help me to be the guy that says, hey, what's going on? See, we get busy, don't we? How many people got busy lives? Everybody, except my father-in-law. Because he's retired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. That's the best thing that ever happened to me and my father-in-law retired I get a list from my wife, and I say, You need to call your daddy on that one. (laughs) And he he helps out, so I love it. So I I appreciate that. Take the day off today, (laughs) Jimmy. But man, I'm thankful for that. But let's keep on going. What else can we find in here? My neighbor put his love in action. Love means action. You can tell me you love me all day long, but man, if if you pass me in the rain and stuff, I'm gonna have a hard problem, hard time realizing that you love me, right? You know, if if I said, "Man, I got this situation," they go, "Hey, I really don't have time today." I'm gonna have have kind of a hard understanding of that, man. But when you take a little time, and I said, "Don't get too busy that you miss what God has for you." Has that ever happened? A lot. And sometimes I just go, "Man." Lord, forgive me that I got so wrapped up on my list, on my stuff, that I missed what you were doing. I, I didn't know that God can multiply your time. Don't know how he does it, but he does it. You think, I'll never get this done, I'll never get this done. I don't have time to pray. That's the first thing you need to do is pray, right? First thing you need to do is pray. But I'll tell you what, man. I've experienced so many blessings in this downtime with, with my own. Because it gave me an opportunity to slow down. I go to physical therapy. I said, I've been there three surgeries in 10 months. They know you by name. The lady said, buddy, you don't have to get cut to come by here. You can just stop in and say, hey. You know, I'm thinking, I like that. So I'm at therapy this week. Starts out, they have a new girl comes in there. And I'm talking to her and everything, And I start sharing Jesus. And then somebody else comes over and says, hey, I'll go ahead and take his chart. Wait a minute. So the guy's working on my arm. He goes, I understand you and uh, Bobby have a lot of good uh, conversations. I said, Yeah, we talk about Jesus. He said, Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. And he's wrenching on my arm. I'm thinking, Man, I hope we don't do no hallelujah move on me right now. But he's, we're talking. And I get to share my faith with him. And I get to share what's going on. And he says, I know the Lord, but it's always been very personal. I said, It should be very personal. He said, But I'm married now. He said, I'm starting to pray with my wife. I said, Well, God, moving in your life, boy, come on, tell us some more. He said, Man, it's just great. So then, Another guy comes by when I'm doing the little hand squishes, and the guy comes by and goes, Mr. Buddy. I said, yeah. He said, I'm trying to get a car from uh, Craigslist. I know you like doing car stuff. Yeah. He said, do you got a minute? I said, yeah. I said, man, he's telling me about this car. deal and I said, well, why don't you offer him this and everything? I said, but first, why don't you pray about it? He goes, that's a good point. Right? So the little girl is over here doing the towel. She's like, watching. And then the last lady that wrenches on you with the thumbs and everything, she comes over and she goes, hey, how you doing, man? I said, doing good. She said, I got something for you to pray about. I said, what's that? She said, I put a contract in on a condo. And we're talking about that. And the girl's still holding her towel. She's seeing God at work at every angle, anywhere from cars to, to praying to houses and everything because guess what, God's a big God, right? He's not just in real estate. Okay, he's just not in cars. He's in everything, okay? And she comes over and she goes, excuse me, where's your church at? See, people start seeing things happening in your the life. They want to know where, where you're getting filled up at, right? But it's not about the church. It's about the church. Did that make any sense? It's not about the building, it's about what's in your heart. We are the church. It doesn't matter if we're out over there under the picnic area, man. We are the church. When people come, when you go somewhere, do people know that you've been with Jesus? I hope so. And I don't that mean it's because you can quote a couple of scriptures or or, you know, you've got your little Jesus pen on or whatever thing is like that, 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 that. I'm talking about you have that because you want to reflect on right? That they know that something's different in your life. So think about this. Be a blessing where you can. Man. How many know that sometimes in your family, it's a hard place to be a blessing, isn't it? Because they know you. And they'll remember everything you ever did wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember mean, when I got saved, they thought I was going through a phase. Good thing I didn't grow out of it, amen? I'm trying to grow into it. I want more. You know? There's something else in there. Oh, man, I don't know. What was he into? Yeah. And then other people you meet, and it's great when you see some of your band playing buddies and all that, man. I've sold them many times. You're playing this. Man, you play guitar and they awesome. Man, man, I play every week. Really? Yeah. Where you play? I play. I, I, man, we got to play. Man, I get to play around. Like the house band. <laughs> really? Where? The church. What? So they think you're just going to go dink. <laughs> no, man. I say, I play stuff fast so you get the good news sooner. Right? I never know what's happening, man. I want to <laughs> kick it down, man. Let's rock it. Let's do it. You know? And uh, I think that's the greatest thing. that When God comes into your life, he takes you right where you are. God didn't come into my life and said, you know, you've been playing this music and everything, and I'll never want you to play it again. Never heard that. God was such a gentleman, he took the thing that I really loved and allows me to do it for him. Isn't that amazing? That gift that we have, the thing that it is, whatever it is, maybe it's writing, maybe it's singing, maybe it's, maybe it's listening, maybe it's being encouraging, maybe it's cooking, I don't know.
1: I know a lot of people are
0: blessed in the cooking business, and I'll tell you what, I will help you with that blessing. You guys are good at that stuff, man. I'll tell you what. Caring, sharing, being compassionate, being a blessing where you can. You know, the more time we spend with God, the less time we have to think about how to be a blessing. Because it starts just flowing through you. Start listening. You, you start listening. You start saying, Oh, really? Yeah. How can I pray for you? How can, you know, what can I do to help? Right? Again, I'm not telling you to go out and shoulder everybody's bad decisions. I'm telling you when God puts somebody in your path, check with God and then move in the moving direction that He tells you. Be led by a Spirit, amen? That's what we're talking about here. Follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I am really excited about what you guys are going to do here in the next little bit. I was talking to Mike on the back, and I said, Yeah, man, I'm getting ready to go back to my day job and stuff. And I said, I'm going to miss sleep the most. You know? I just, I like sleeping, man. You guys like say, I've been sleeping and all that good stuff. And I've been sleeping. My wife calls to see how good I'm sleeping sometimes because she's got to go somewhere and just say, Are you still sleeping? Uh, I was. <laughs> Resting, taking a little break sometimes. That's got a pretty good schedule most of the time. Take care of my mom. a full time job. Do with us. Not complaining. That's just what I do. The guys at work said go to bed earlier. I try, but I'm thinking, 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 thinking. That? and I'm reading and I'm looking and I'm looking at stuff. to preach and I'm doing all these different things. I'm listening to stuff at night. And Denise said, "Turn the iPad down. It's too bright, right? You know all these things." She doesn't sound just like that. But I'm trying to feed on the word of God as much as I can. But the other night, I went to sleep. man. I was sleeping. I was snoozing. Till four o'clock. Boom. down, And the Lord put this man on my heart. Out of the blue. And says, I want you to call him. And I want him to come to the testimony at church. I say, couldn't I wait till seven? Right? You know, we, well, why do we say something like that to God? You know, the Lord something like something. I said, okay. I said, I don't know his number, but I'll find it. I'll track him down. So I got up that morning and I called and I looked and I called and I called his brother. I said, hey, look, when you get a chance, ask your brother to call me. And I'm thinking, I don't know if he'll call or not or whatever. Nice guy, but, you know, when you just call somebody out of the blue that you don't really know go, hey, man, uh, I was dreaming about you last night. <laughs> I didn't kind of say that. I kind of said this. And I, I, I just want to talk to you about what's going on in your life. So, guess who calls? The guy. And I said, hey, man. I said, uh, I wonder if you take a few minutes of your time. He said, yeah. I said, I know that uh, you've been through a lot of different things. And I said, I see God transforming your life and different things I hear and stuff like that. And I said, I've only met you in passing. And he goes, yeah. I said, I've seen you do a funeral. And I talked to you at the gym. But, uh, you know, I know I don't know you, but what's up? I said, man, would you be willing to give a testimony of what God's been doing in your life? And he said, not only would I be willing, he said, I promise God, I promise my family, and I'm promising you. i will never take another day for granted. So that's coming. I don't know where we're going to work at the time frame, but I'm going to tell you what, that's amazing. And we're going to hear just another story how God's moving this life. And, and what I thought I, I was so good, I, I, I love those teachable moments when God shows us different things. But, but for somebody to be so willing to share is good. What is it that God's put in your life that he wants you to share? What is it God's doing in your life that he wants you to, to embrace or share with somebody to encourage them? What is that? Life is an amazing thing. It's hard to give up, isn't it? We, we, we want to just keep on going. And even when you're saved, life is a is a hard thing to give up. I know that if I take my last breath here, I'll take my first breath there. Why? Because of what Jesus did. Period. Period. Nothing about anything else other than I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. How about you? Are you that confident in that? We should be. Now remember I told you, I said there's another part of the story I wanted to share with you. I want to know where we're at in the story. Let's go back to the story for a minute. I said, who are you in the story? And I start going through it. I say, what, what about the robbers? Surely we're not the robbers. And just in the, in, the, in the metaphor for speaking of this, let's take a look at this thing. If we start looking at this, and I did a lot of studying on this here, and, and, and I just really thought it. was amazing. Some of the points that pulled out. The robber, couldn't it, couldn't it be that that's Satan? Comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and beat us down. So the man was beaten down within an inch of his life. Right? I don't think that's us. How about that? What about the religious guys? Could that be us? Hmm. So, men, they were more concerned about their law, their status, looking good, than they were of the wounded man. They were kind of busy. They didn't want to get their hands dirty. They didn't want to get involved. So sure they did. What about this? What about the innkeeper? How does he play into the story? Was it all about a buck? I'm just doing my job. I don't want to get involved. Have we been in that spot before? Could that be us? Hey, go. sure. The good Samaritan—that must be us, right? But really, I think there's somebody else that's in the story that we gloss over when we get to the good Samaritan part that we don't realize the probably fits us better than anybody else. How about the wounded man? So what do you mean? What about the wounded man? I have a bunch of things in here, and I'm just going to pull it all together with this. The wounded man really symbolizes us in the story. Sin has beaten us down. We're dead in our trespasses. Left on our own will show perish. Have you ever seen that in the story? We always look, at well, he wants us to be like the good Samaritan. Yeah, sure. But look at this, I want to pull this in. Our Lord and Savior is the one that really is the good Samaritan the good shepherd. He's the one that comes and takes care of our wounds. He's the one that restores us. He's the one that sets us back in the He's the one. I said, you know, God wants us to care and love and help our neighbor. But when it comes to salvation, and that wasn't the question, what must I do to have eternal life? Right? We find ourselves in the same place as that wounded man did. For salvation, there's only one answer. His name is Jesus. We can do whatever we want, try to do, whatever like that, but guess what? The Bible says that all works are like filthy rags. And what I pray today is as we go through all that, it's kind of a two-foot thing here. And take a look at the story here and realize what shape we're in without Christ. Alone. Desperate. Right? Without Christ, we have no hope. With Christ, we have everything. Amen. That's what I hope we hear today. So, no matter how bad or how far or how beaten you feel or have felt, or whatever your past is, I want you to hear that. Whatever your past is, whatever's going on in your life right now, know that God sent Jesus, i want going to say it's the good shepherd, to bring us back into the sheep He's made a way, He's the one that restores. He's the one that heals. He's the one that, that takes care of our wounds. He's the one that is filled with love. He's the one filled with mercy. He's the one filled with what? Compassion. Today, I want you to hear this. You know, I, I, I'm going to type this in. I, I talked about Cheryl, our, our sister, our dear sister. She said a lot going on this last week. From all angles, the enemy has been waiting in her head. I went to Food Line yesterday. We had about three items to pick up. We talked to so many people that are going through so many things, man. Tough stuff. I talked to Cheryl earlier in the day and they were dealing with her dad and helping her with her dad. But by, the, by the, this morning, he's gone. If we were here today and we got a call and said, you know, such and such is not put us any longer. Will we be sure that we can see you again? Will we be sure that we'll be celebrating your life instead of having a hurtful heart going, I should have told them about Jesus. I should have told him about Jesus. Why do we always want to wait to tell somebody about Jesus? Why do we want to wait till we think everything's perfect to tell somebody about Jesus? Guess what? Today's a perfect day to know about Jesus, amen? Right now, right here. So let me ask you this. If you were to die today, are you sure you're going to heaven? Amen. You say, well, I don't know, buddy. I mean, I've got this in my past. I didn't ask you about your past. I asked you about, have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for your sins? Well, I mean, well, how do I do that? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe the heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the message. You don't have to live a life that's beaten down, left on the side of the road, broken down, you know, waiting for somebody to come pick you up. Jesus is here to pick you up right now. Jesus is here to secure your eternal destination. And by the way, if you reject him, you just secure your final destination. Because nobody wants to preach on hell, right? There's only two places, right? Heaven or hell. I've heard this many, many times. You said, well, he's a loving God. He sure is. That's why he sent Jesus to pay the price for each one of us. Do you believe that? Have you received that? It's all about receiving that. I can tell you a lot of good places to eat, but if you never go there, you never experience. I can tell you about Jesus, but if you don't receive him for your own, it doesn't transform your life. Today, my friends, I pray that you know what? I'm the neighbor to you. That the man was to me took time to stop what he was doing and tell me about Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for all you do, Lord, and I, tell, I, I pray today that through the, the message and, and what we see in the world, it, it doesn't it doesn't cloud our minds, but it helps us understand the greatest message ever. It's about Jesus Christ. You say, well, you don't know my past. You don't, I don't need to know your past. God knows your past. You're not running from him. I pray that you're running to him. And you say, well, you know, it makes sense, buddy. It makes sense today. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen to that. It's easy to find out that. Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever uh, looked at a woman with lust? Have you ever used the Lord name in vain? And we say, yes, sure have. Well, there's a remedy for the healing. There's a remedy called forgiveness. And it's found in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What would stop you from receiving the greatest gift ever today? Mm-hmm. What? Look what's at risk. Your eternal life is at risk. Don't gamble. You don't have to. It's a slam dunk. It's finished. It's Jesus Christ. You say, buddy, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And if that's your prayer today, pray it with me right from your seat here. Dear Lord, Come into my life. Forgive me on my sin. I believe you, Son of God, Lord. Take away my sin today, Lord. Set me in your family and help me to live for you. If that's you today and you've done it, don't leave here today without telling somebody, say, hey, Pastor, buddy, I prayed that prayer today, and I asked the Lord to come into my life. We want to celebrate that with you because you can know from God's word. It's by grace you're saved through your faith in Him, Not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. Friends, I'm begging you, please receive that gift. Don't leave here today without receiving that gift. You say, well, buddy, I've received that gift. That's great, but I've walked away. Guess what? You're in the right place. We all do it sometimes. But let me tell you this. I want to encourage you with this. God has never walked away. God has never left anybody hanging. You're not going to be left behind. He's going to pull you right back into the thing. So today, turn from what's going on and turn back to the Lord. What a great reunion we can have. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. of